Hello! Welcome! Integrity Ministries! We might have to start this over. <laughs> no. <laughs> we just broke our audience's ears. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, because I probably turned all the to... volume all the way up because I couldn't hear it before, and then yeah. now it's just going to be BAM! We're just going to have to go back to the start and make sure that, like, no names were said at the start. No. No, I timed it perfectly. Okay, good. Well, that sounds like we're talking bad. We're not talking bad about people. No, so, as, as soon as no. as soon as I said one, two, the and then I said welcome, that's when it started. Okay. Yeah. So, so welcome to Integrity Ministries. Howdy, I have y'all. energy. It's a mix of adrenaline and anxiety. Nice. There's a lot of things happening that we would love to talk about. Yeah. So are we? Are we, we do fun facts. Fun we fact. Fun fact. We're, we're talking about. We always no, do. No, I, mean, I mean, so so today, are we talking about storms? Or are we talking about like storms? Yes. All of the above. All of the above. Oh, we already worked out a transition. I'm so I just, physically. What? You were like getting a drink or something, and we worked out a transition. I was uh, getting a drink. A Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For all the girls triggered out there. So anyway, so fun facts. Um, I was gonna start with mine. What's your uh, name? My name is John. No, I'm just kidding. It's Seth. Hi, uh, Seth. Hi, Seth. <laughs> Y'all sound so excited to have me here. Um, and I, I wanted to change my fun facts, so we'll start with Isaac. Okay. Hi, uh, Isaac. Hi, Isaac. Oh, what's uh, your name? Uh, Isaac. Okay. Hi. What's your name, Isaac? Isaac. Isaac. <laughs> we are off to a great start. <laughs> I know. See, I blanked on my fun fact. I had it on the couch. Now I don't know what it is now. We didn't uh, talk about him. I could say that I have not had lunch today. Yeah, so I'm running off of a lot of sleep and no food. So all the anxiety. Yeah. Dude, if you would have told me that, you could have come over here and had lunch with me. I know. I had woken up like I really late. <laughs> I thought y'all were having lunch like at school. He was. At I, a, I I did go to the D's. D's okay. He, well, he didn't. I didn't know the D's was open today. But. So my fun fact, I'm going to change it on the fly. My name is Sam. Hi Sam. Hi Sam. Hello. You're welcome. Um, my fun fact is that I had an entire pack of Little Smokies for lunch, and I feel That's terrible. That's right. I feel like garbage right now, so <laughs> I don't recommend doing that. However, I did learn that Little Smokies and Yum Yum Sauce. Really? Top tier. Love that. That's probably why really? your stomach's not doing good. Yeah, probably. That's That sounds like a terrible combination. In well, reality, here's the thing. If you think about it, that sounds amazing. No, no, no. Like so, flavors. You got spicy and you got sweet, and then you got the like the. the no, no, no. Little Smokies aren't spicy. They're not. They're the no. little hot dog. They're like like the, oh, the little wieners. Had spicy you, you, I don't know. I haven't eaten them. In I a mean, long it, time, it's like so. a like kind of like a sweet sausage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you you mix it with the yum yum sauce. With the yum yum sauce. Yeah, that sounds worse. Honestly, it was probably like <laughs> a low point of my life, but it was See, good. It's what you call struggle food yeah it's when you combine everything that you have in the house and honestly you grow. Though, have you ever honestly had though like have you read tuna and ramen no i do not That's, like that it's it's I, called prison food um my brother-in-law taught it to me because hmm. he, huh. he used to be in prison here's um, the thing <laughs> i am a an absolute snob when it comes to fish if it was not caught in the no, past like 24 hours fish. yes exactly if it was not caught in the past 24 hours i will not eat it you don't like like tuna fish sandwiches? No. Like, you know, no. I love no. tuna fish sandwiches, but like like cooked. Well, I mean, you get you get tuna fish from the can, and then you mix it you know, with, the, with the proper ingredients: dill pickle. Anything else is trash. I will feed um, it to my cat, but I will not <laughs> eat it. Yeah. Ah, 
Anyway, um, I, I mean, because, like, I love, like, good, like, otherwise, like, when I'm eating fish, yeah, I want premium fish. Like, that's why I go to, like, sushi and stuff. Um, I've had I, premium I like food good before. Fish. They, like, they put, like, you choose, like, five items of the food, and then you shake it up in a plastic bag, and then they're like, here you go. No. And that's just middle set. school. That's just middle school. <laughs> Uh, I've seen it in, like, a Scary Straight episode, and the kid was like, I don't want it. No. <laughs> um, so, my fun fact is, this is this is You Seth, can do the tree, the since we, we, you can do the tree. Okay, one. so yeah. I'll, I'll give two, because I'll, I'll go ahead and talk about the, the tree thing. But this is Seth. Hi, Seth. Hi, Seth. And, uh, so my fun fact to do with trees is, I have another reason to be scared of trees, um, because we have a storm coming in, yep. and uh, I'm afraid trees will climb me. <laughs> it's uh, like one of the Sharknado movies. No trees. No. Well, well we 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 kind of lived through uh, Hurricane Michael, and in Panama City, there was there was trees going through houses and on mm-hmm. houses and stuff like yeah. that. So it was pretty scary. I see my second fun fact trees. is I don't like gummy candies. Gummy candies. Like gummy gummy candies. The only ones I like is gummy bears. Everything like gummy else worms, is like worms, like the Coca Colas. I can, like any I can. So, so you're you're talking about the good ones right now, but most of them that people are like, oh, we just we just eat these like sour patch kids. I can't do them. You don't like sour patch kids? I don't like sour patch kids. I just can't do it. And like Swedish fish. Ugh. Oh, oh okay. I, I love. Can't, I can't stand. Swedish I can't stand. I love Swedish the fish. But did you know that they're but liars? You're a fish snob. They're liars. Yeah, but did you know that <laughs> Swedish fish are liars? Why? Because they're not from Sweden. Yes. In <laughs> high school, like a friend of mine had a a Swedish foreign exchange student, and I asked her. Do y'all have Swedish fish over there? Because I just expected they would. <laughs> and she was so confused about what I was asking about. And I had to like take yeah, them and show her. And she was like, what are these? She was so confused. That's, that's nice. scary. That's that where my trust sad. issues come like, from. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, like I, I always wondered why I didn't trust the government. But that's, 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 that's reason number one now. <laughs> I don't trust the government because of Swedish fish. Um, so... What, what's our transition? You, so, you said you had oh, a no, the transition. Oh, no, Swedish fish. The transition was when we are talking about storms, when we were talking about the things that we talked about earlier. We'll get to that. Listen. Oh, yeah. Um, talk- so, oh, okay. Isaac had the idea of talking about storms because why don't you enlighten people that may be listening like a few months from now as to what is happening right now? So, if we survive, shout out to. <laughs> it's our- a cat one. It's, it's, is it a cat one already? I thought it was a drop. It's a cat one. It, they're Jeez. saying it's supposed to get up to a cat one. Okay. That's, that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's a little uh, scarier than it, it should It might been. be a cat one. It may, it Shout may just be a Shout out to our friend storm. Dylan because he said, wait, you're getting ready to do a podcast in the middle of a hurricane. And I said, heck yeah. So if we all die, we all die. That's, that's just it. Well, the storm doesn't <laughs> even hit <laughs> tonight. So, well, we'll be good right now. It's, it's tonight when we're going to be, you know. So, so yeah, hear from us we, again, we are yeah. basically, we're recording before a storm. We can discuss whatever we want at this point. We can, do you have any storm stories? Have you guys lived through any scary storms that you can remember? I mean, as I was talking about Hurricane Michael. Oh, I have two stories. I'll, I'll do the, the, the old one for Katrina. Um, and then I'll talk about Michael after y'all go, mm-hmm. if y'all want. Um, so when I was a kid, my... My aunt had this big log house. It was two stories. It was really sturdy because my uncle and my dad helped build it. Mm-hmm. And it, we we actually evacuated from our house to their house for, like, that night um, of the hurricane. And I remember, again, this was, like, during the hurricane. 
we were riding bicycles back and forth on dirt roads. Um, and like, I, like I saw our house like shift cause, cause we lived in a, no. we lived in a, um, uh, double, like double wide trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like shifting in the storm. And then we, we were well. riding bikes back and forth and we were, we were like, we were like really young too. I like but, that um, you're sharing this story as I'm being through my first hurricane in a double wide trailer. <laughs> I mean, I this, is, this is a fun time. <laughs> but it was, it was, I mean, it was just experience and you know, we, we, we stayed walls. over there. We lost like power while we were there. Um, but it, like, it wasn't as bad because like we didn't like Florida didn't get hit as hard during hurricane. I think it was, I think it was hurricane Katrina. It was one of the, it was one of the big ones at the time. Um, Katrina was the big one. The, I think, what, that two, hit 2005. That hit Something like Louisiana. That, yeah. Louisiana, yeah. But I, yeah. I think we we got the. I think it was Katrina. I might be wrong in the storm, um, but we didn't get hit as terribly. But we still got hit. I mean, you probably would have been like seven or eight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was my my first story, and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. get back to the other one. Okay. Well, so I let's see 20, 2016. I went through Hurricane Matthew, and then 2017, I went through Hurricane Irma, and then I decided to come out to the Baptist College of Florida out in the Panhandle, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to get away from the hurricanes. Nope, 2018, Hurricane Michael hit us. Yeah. Um, the I think the most devastation that I saw, though, was from uh, Hurricane Matthew, which you wouldn't think at first, because it, was, it wasn't as strong as Hurricane Irma, and it was also off the coast. Right. Um, so we didn't get hit directly. Like the eye was, I think like 20 to 40 miles off the coast. Um, so, you know, we're just getting hit by some of the bands from it, but the issue with Matthew, which this is what made it so, so bad was it hit Palm coast, which is about 30 miles South of St. Augustine, which where I was living, um, it hit Palm coast at high tide. And I believe it was a full moon. So like really, really high tide storm surge. And it was just, I mean, oh it was just word. pushing all of the water just north. And so you got to Anastasia Island and the, like, downtown area, like, right on the, the, the how was it called? The inlet? Intracoastal. Oh, oh Right yeah, on the Intracoastal. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. had Anastasia Island and then the Intracoastal waterway just completely flooded. Um, I mean, for weeks afterwards, I was with my church, like, going to different houses and just anything that was hit by water we were just tearing out of the house so we were you know tearing out walls up to like four feet wow. um yeah it, it was you know it was like rough. indoor water parks with like the big buckets over mm-hmm. like the whole yeah god mm-hmm. just said bucket <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much um but yeah so we were you know we were doing that um there were there were pretty there were pretty crazy videos of like water just flooding all the downtown area which is um, a big tourist area because it's, you know, oldest yeah. town in America. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say there was this, there was this video. It was portrayed as like super, super, you know, sad and, you know, all this stuff. And th- it was like a tragedy, but it ended up being really, really funny. So there were, there was this like news Jeep that was, you know, going through and I mean, this Jeep's driving through about like two feet of water at this point. And they're talking about like, like oh, there's people up in that building. This is right on the, the, um, the bayfront. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right on the bayfront in downtown St. Augustine. 
they show these people up in the second floor of this restaurant and they're like, these people are trapped in there. You know, it's, it's a tragedy. It's so scary. Like we're all, you know, I'm at my grandpa's house for this. We, uh, we drove back the next day, but you know, I'm at my grandpa's house. We're watching this. We're like freaking out. Like, are those people going to make it? Well, the next day, you know, we, the, the flooding subsides, we go up and, uh, you know, we're just kind of walking around, seeing what happened, seeing all the damage. And we go past that restaurant, the teeny martini bar. Teeny and martini. we see this guy outside, and, you know, he's, he was like dealing with some of the signs that they had and had to replace, had to take down. And so we're like, Hey, is this, is this the place that was on the news? And he goes, Oh brother. Yeah. Yeah. That was us. <laughs> we're like, what, what happened? Like, are y'all okay? He goes, yeah, they were making it seem like a tragedy. We wanted to be up here. We have booze and food in there. Stop. <laughs> they brought their families in. <laughs> they were just hanging out. That's great. But, uh, yeah. It, classic example. I love, like, so as terrible as storms are, I love the community mm-hmm. that they oftentimes bring. Yes yeah. and no. We can Someti- get to that. Now, now, sometimes we can get it's to bad. That. Um, but, like, because, like, Hurricane Michael, um, happened through Panama City and there was there was a lot of like bad stuff that happened but that was the first time a lot of people talked to their neighbors um just because our you know society we're so ingrained to the indoors and our and our phones and everything you didn't even talk to each other now I'm sure that I, I I'm I'm seeing Isaac's I'll, expression I'll I want to hear his I'll mention, hear his story I'll, me- I'll actually mention that because I had a first account of that kind of situation so my earliest storms that I so being from the midwest you know, we lived in Missouri for probably about seven years when I was younger. And we were through, I think, F2 or, like, tornadoes. I think, like, one got through, like, an F3. And I it, don't know. It's, it's on a scale. Tornadoes. It's on a scale. <laughs> okay. So, essentially, you have, like, hours notice, and they're so quick when they pass through. Oh, yeah. And so, but they do so much damage. And mm-hmm. There's, like, no water. It's just straight wind and dust. Yeah. And so... I remember getting into our storm shelter over one, and it's loud. It like when they say it's like a freight train, it's like it it sounds like a train where it's like you know like like it gets like you know the sirens like the tornado sirens they Mm -hmm. get drowned out in the wind, and you don't know what is a siren and what is the like the tornado going on because it's so loud. Mm -hmm. Or I mean, you got the siren going into the storm as well, so you're just kind of. You know, left like whatever, but I've only been, I've been to two of them. Mm-hmm. Now, hurricane wise, I I was like, okay, I can deal with the hurricane because I can see it three to five days in advance, and then I can prepare. Yeah, and so I don't know, like I was just like, okay, we we can do this. And then Hurricane Michael happens, and it's still growing, and it's still going, and people are like, wait, 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 this is not what we expected it to be. Yeah, see, that was the weird thing about Hurricane Michael. I'm gonna like, sorry, I'm gonna let you finish. Sorry, I was saying like, it, it was like dying off, and we're like, oh, it's gonna be a one or two when it hits. It's not gonna be a big deal. And then it hit like, and usually, so usually, I don't know what it is about the Panama City coast and like that area, but every time it goes for the coast. It, it hits that wall and just dies off. That is that is what happens 90% of the time. Oh, yeah. Um, but then whatever happened, it hit a certain water spot, and it built really fast, and then it hit the coast. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it just collected all this water. So for some reason, it, it 
Because usually when a hurricane passes through like that, it yeah. just goes through. But for some reason, it just stopped in the middle of the ocean, just yeah. collected all this water, and was just like, oh, y'all thought that was finished? <laughs> just kind of just, just went through, like, strictly at us. So there's a town that's, like, 15, 20 minutes of here, uh, Mariana. Oh, yeah. Mariana was in the eye of the Hurricane Michael. So yeah. I think what killed me was, like, because I'm doing research back to Hurricane Michael about what it was about. 162 miles an hour like in its mm-hmm. peak yeah. I think so there was a black box uh, from in Tyndall Air Force Base and that's where it hit hardest like mm-hmm. right yeah. off the bat um, I think it said like 182 yeah well, it was a category 5 before it um, kept going well, through so the one of the one of the reasons why it caused so much devastation is it, it was listed as a category 4 supposed to hit as a category 4 as it was hitting they were saying category 4 it was when they went back to that black box after the hurricane that they realized it was a Category 5. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, in Florida, the, the I mean, the ranking system, especially for places that get hurricanes pretty often... It affects it's, insurance. It's Category 1 and Category 2, that's party. You do a hurricane party. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you go tidy up afterwards. Uh, you may get a few limbs down, and that's where you're going to see the most damage. But as far as, like... You know, fatalities, that's typically pretty low. You're not really going to see many with yeah. that. Um, category three, you might be boarding up. You might be, you know, doing a party depending on what part of the storm you're going to be hit by. If you're going to be hit by the eye of the storm, if you're going to be hit by an outer band. Um, category four, starting to board down. And then category five and is when you, you evacuate. You five is a and so, leave. And so when you get up, when you tell a bunch of people from Florida it's a category four, they're going to hunker down, but most of them aren't going to evacuate. Or and, at least and, and, a large portion. the problem portion. is, even once we heard it was a Category 4, we, it was almost too late. Mm-hmm. Because it was, basically, it, it was projected to hit at a Category 2. Mm-hmm. Um, may, maybe 3. Yeah. But it was projected to die down to a 1. Um, and then, whatever happened, it spiked up. Like you said, it gathered water really quick. And then, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's Category 4. And again, yeah, we're hunkering down still. But we didn't realize it was going to be near as bad as it was. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and that was, so we were, were you in the storm shelter, Sam? No. So my dad was actually telling me, like, you need to get home for this. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, this was when it was supposed to be, like, Category 2. So I was thinking, you know, maybe I'll just stay. But I, you know, I decided, you my parents go, were saying, yeah. go home. I just decided to go home. Um, I'm glad I did. But, yeah. Well, as I say, like, because we were on campus in the storm shelter, it was a good two and a half hours of just like everybody was kind of we were all either asleep doing our own thing then they called us in and we were there and i just remember trees and shingles just flying off Mm -hmm. like the the girls dorm it's just they're they're all over the campus so we we're in there we're in mr olin shout out to mr olin security (laughs) guy i'm I'm gonna shout out everybody (laughs) and we're all in there it's so crammed because of so many people just didn't leave there were some that left yeah but it was the fact that when those people were in the storm shelter was it was crowded it was hot it was smelly but if you got outside you just got taken by the wind yeah yeah. <laughs> so it was just like you, you choose the lesser of the two evils so we get there we we realized that a tree massive tree fell on the library and i just had gotten a job there and the tree fell through whatever like thousands I, I think like 
I think it was like seven, eight thousand books were just destroyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever ten thousand were missing, just from the system, whether it yeah. was pre-hurricane, post-hurricane, doesn't like. It was just one of those like, books. Yeah, and I know we went through and just being in the storm shelter that night, and then leaving with our friend Billy. He like him and I went to Tallahassee, and like all the communication lines in Graceville were down. Like all the power. Oh, power lines are down mm-hmm. they had like whatever curfew cop going around the campus you know with the lights well that, that was why it was like the storm was so bad is it knocked out like in panama city because um, that's where the, oh, like, yeah. the storm hit callaway panama city and I, I was back home when that happened it knocked out every single pole every single pole was down um and it was taking a very long time for them to even get over there because they start i think they started I think they started from the beach side. I'm not sure because it was supposed to hit the beach and it yeah. didn't, uh, which was really lucky for a lot. Because my people. family was in Navarre, which is east of Pensacola, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, it's just two hours. Do the two hour drive." Mm-hmm. But I was like, "We're in the storm shelter," but I, and I couldn't even message because all the power lines were down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess my data was out at the time. Well, and like gas was gas. Was, nobody up. had gas. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the most terrible thing is that you couldn't get anywhere. Yeah. Um, we ended up getting a generator over at our house, but not a lot of people did. And we, we actually, we had a freezer full of grilled, or not grilled meats, but a freezer full, full of like half a cow. Yeah. And we grilled for like a week and a half straight. Wow. Um, luckily I was able to go to work on the beach, mm-hmm. um, cause I worked at Target and they, they let me work out there during the storm and that's good. Mm-hmm. It, but it was, it was just crazy. Like, mo- like not even like the storm was crazy. But like the after effects of it, yeah. Um, oh, after, seeing the aftermath was crazy. Like we, because him and I left the Tallahassee, and some of the power lines were down mm-hmm. in the middle of the road. So we we almost headed straight into one, and we like swerved off the road. Yeah. And we had heard later on that like when we finally got to his house, we heard later on that same road we were on that we we kept telling ourselves it was the same power line, but the same road there was a semi truck that hit it straight on. And just split the whole top. That's terrible. And I was just like, like we were on that road, and we were driving there. We were kind of like on that like hurricane, like adrenaline, like this is this is exciting, but at the same time scary. We don't know what to do. Yeah. And I think like I remember looking, there was churches that were destroyed. Mm -hmm. Some of the small churches, like tops, were destroyed. There was a trailer home that was stuck in a tree. Like, someone's just straight home, just straight up flew up, and you could just see, like, people's couches and TVs that were just, I was like, that's, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Also, like, I've seen the most amazing things. Like, there, so there was this, uh, this building, it, like, it literally looked like the hand of God smashed it. Like, that's, that's what the building looked like. Um, like, that was the thing about that, because, because hurricanes, yeah, they're, like, lower categories, not that scary, like, a lot of rain whatever the higher categories you get a lot of like mini tornadoes in it Mm -hmm. and then just the basic like wind is you know pretty terrible um yeah and so so it causes a ton of damage and like there was so there was a there was a track the train was blown over sideways and there was a like a trailer selling place and all the trailers were in the trees like that was it was just it was crazy Mm. Yeah, I, I I remember driving back afterwards, um, which from where I like my parents lived at the time to um, like to get back to the school, 
It's a very, very simple drive. You just take 95 up to Jacksonville and then take I-10 straight mm -hmm. out here. Um, but it... That was not the case. <laughs> it typically took about like four and a half hours. But Easy. after Michael, it took, I want to say like seven or eight hours. Because, oh, because there were... All the I mean, cars leaving. Yeah, there was ton of cars like people trying to get back to their homes and then also um we had to be rerouted a lot because there were a lot of if you're driving down i-10 there's a lot of like open median mm -hmm. um it wasn't like that it was trees and those trees fell you know on the road and so the highway was blocked a bunch so we had to keep tra taking these like small roads and it was crazy and i mean when you were when we were driving those back roads you know i'd pass like trailers that were had been toppled and had the tops taken off of them and it's just it michael was a devastating storm storm yeah and i mean i mean i'll finish with this like in terms of hurricane michael but i we did disaster relief we, mm -hmm. there was a church in panama city that we helped at i was trying to think of the name I, was um, it the big one in like panama like, city it, it was or huge, was it huge church that like the top like from from the top to the or just the very bottom, like the whole side was taken out, and everything inside the main sanctuary was just snatched out. Like, um, like it was it was scary. Do you know the name of it? Because so so I was there's trying to think of the like name. Emerald Coast Fellowship's a big one. Um, I would know the name if I heard it, but First Baptist Church of Panama City had to have been. So that so it that was huge. That I was think the it big was one that downtown. One. I think that it was that one because I remember there's a girl at our school that goes there and she was talking about that after because i because uh, we had disaster relief recruiting some of the college students like hey we should go to this church and help out and this was the first ever disaster relief yeah. thing i wanted to like that i heard of i wanted to do and so i was i was blessed with the opportunity to do it i, I learned a lot in terms of like not just disaster relief but like how these communities like how the culture works because you got disaster relief you got red cross there was another small one, but like just learning how the even the different organizations, like just seeing how they interact and like the some people that have really good communication skills and some people that they carry the title of their organization and just don't want to do anything that like gets so much hype from like I'm like I'm not dogging Red Cross, but I'm just saying <laughs> the people that were there at the time. I said y'all are giving a really bad name if they're really out here trying to help people yeah i saw like you you would see some people doing great jobs and you see some people not not yeah. not so much no i think sorry yeah. you go uh no i was gonna say the, the first time like i got emotional about like the storm because because yeah like there was there's a lot of lives lost especially in mexico beach people that didn't evacuate yeah um mm -hmm. and just in general but like the first time that like it really hit me how bad the storm was when i saw my church um oh, yeah. the mm -hmm. the roof just destroyed um the the whole area just messed up. Um, like that's it, where it you just went really to, hit home because, like, 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 that's your home. You know, you went there to worship and glorify God with family and church family that you've been with for probably years. Yeah, just the church that that place of yeah. worship is gone. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and like we fixed it up, but like it, but it, um, the immediate effect of that was just a lot. That's yeah, that's insane. Now, so kind of with that, uh, two questions that I want to ask y'all. First of all, why does God allow things like this to happen? And second of all, how is God glorified through this? Okay, so so the first thing I said earlier about community, all that 
like damage being done. All, one of the things I noted like in the storm, all fences were gone. All light poles were gone too, but like all the fences destroyed. Um, and like like I said, that was the first time a lot of people talked to each other and just just really communicated. And there was I'm sure there was a lot of people that were saved and came to Christ because of the storm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Secondly, um, storms in our lives, um, as related to even like the bigger storms, um, the physical storms. God uses to prune his people. Yes. Um, as I talked about in the last podcast, I, I, I probably mentioned um, the verse talking about in John um, about abiding in the vine. God talks about pruning his people, taking right. away the wicked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and he uses these hard times to build us up. Um, yes, there's sin in the world, and so that's, that is that is part of the equation. There's going to be bad in the world because of sin, but a big part of those bad things he allows to happen not causes to happen is to build us up as christians and as people yeah and i mean that's very well put because there was so the church that i had been working at um well i mean it was when i first started going to uh fbc chipley and they were like hey you know you saw that you were helping out say at disaster relief don't you want to help work for us and so I said, sure, you know, like, is there any people in Chipley? Because Chipley got hit really bad. There was a lot of houses, a lot of trees that fell on some of these houses. So mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, what greater, you know, there is no greater platform than helping people right here in your own backyard. So we went to help this, um, I guess one of the girls was in the youth group at the time, and it was her grandma's house that the tree just fell straight on it. Mm-hmm. And so some of these, you know, member men were going in and trying to, you had one team, that went in to recover like everything that you know was hers and just take it out and they had a, like a um, U-Haul for her, so you had all the stuff inside. You had one team taking all the stuff out, then you had one team on the outside that was helping cut the tree into pieces to mm-hmm. just take it off. So I was on the outside team. We're getting rid of all these branches, and they were just surprised at how much we were taking out all in such a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like if you once if you really have that vision and you want to get something done like that being as a community and helping you it goes beyond like just saying oh okay fine i have to help this person but when, when you put the want in there you want to help people you'd be surprised at how much progress you get done oh, yeah. it's a so, different atmosphere mm-hmm. and so what i was thinking about at the beginning of this episode that i said we'll get back to i had a there was a lady that came up and she said excuse me we're from texas and we're wanting to help these people you know with trees that fall on the houses, mm-hmm. and you can pay us. I think she said four thousand dollars to help take this tree down. Yeah. And so it's like this girl has just this old this old woman has lost everything. Mm-hmm. You're pro and I didn't. This was the first time I learned about scams, yeah. where I didn't know that this was a thing. I thought it was just these people because it was this group of like five people. Like one was from Texas, one was from I think like Virginia or Mississippi or like somewhere. And, but they just go, I'm like, how'd you even get from Texas, like, here that fast, first of all? Mm-hmm. Second of all, what is your even motive of coming to this very house? You had to obviously been scanning out. You had to have picked targets. You had had to, like, analyze, okay, who's someone vulnerable that we can, you know, take advantage of? Now, that was, one of, like, again, one of the worst things and best things about the storm. Um, we had so many people. You, yeah, you were thinking of the best. So I, many people. I was thinking about the worst come into Panama City 
and again a lot of people were there to help but we so like traffic got backed up because again we the roads are already blocked off really bad and then you have a ton of people flooding in some to help some to abuse yes um and people would like knock on people's doors be like hey we can help you out with this blah blah, blah. you know you know contractors and stuff like that some of them were genuine some of them Even were scammers well um and, and again like you know they, they still need to make money so like i understand right. um but we, we had a few people and we, we we had some of them help us out with our trees and stuff in our yard um but like so many people use that as a chance to abuse exactly. that and be so like, oh, just, you know, call this number, send us money, and then, again, they'll take your money and they just ditch. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess beforehand, there was someone else that one of the church members was talking to me about. Of He goes, oh, that's what these people do. I said, these people? Like, yeah. this hasn't, this has happened before? Yeah, no, no, no they, yeah. They, they go to disaster and events so, and they... Mm-hmm. And so I guess one, you know, they paid whatever thousand dollars, or like one or two thousand dollars, and they cut half of the tree... And just left the rest of it, and just yeah. just up and dipped on these poor people, mm-hmm. and it's just one of those like you're taking advantage of that. So like I'd seen the best of people coming together, like at disaster relief when we went to Panama City, and then I've seen literally the just like you're taking advantage of people. Like that's yeah. Like what kind of a heart do you have to have? Like what kind yeah. of wickedness is that to like? Which oh, it's just immediate greed for me. Like, what do I get out of this? It's just mm-hmm. oh, it irked me so much. Which, I don't know if we're we'll be talking about this seriously and or too much in this episode, but like the state of the world and the direction it's going. I I was hoping we had time to talk about that. Um, yeah. What are we at? So we're at a thousand bars, which is probably about um, close to an hour. We usually when did ended, we start? I don't remember. We usually. Start End it at fifteen hundred, so it's at a thousand right now. Okay, so we're so so we have time yeah. to talk about it. Um, one of the things we wanted to talk about because some of the, just just the stuff in, that's going on in the world. Um, if you haven't heard recently, uh, there's some stuff going on in Afghan. Our troops are evacuating, and the Taliban has already taken over. Mm-hmm. Um, there were burning oceans not too long ago. <laughs> there was bombings in the Pacific, I think. Uh, that there's a lot of just weird stuff going on, and we don't want to we don't really want to get super conspiracy so I, I follow, up in here. I, I follow this dude on Patreon, and he was, you know, he's he's not one of those like end times. I say prophets where he's like trying to fear monger people mm-hmm. and like the conspiracies, but no, he's one of those people that like because I started following him like 2017, and he was giving all this stuff of what was going on in the world, yeah. and so I treated it like a new source. Yeah, but now. He's, he's covering stuff that like I'm I'm seeing nowhere else like anybody's talking about. So I'll I'll kind of start west to east. So America right now, you got California on fire with the forest mm-hmm. fires. I mean, when are they not? Yeah, yeah. So like now, now before we get the, heavily yeah. into not sound insensitive, but like they they've been on fire for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, but like again, talk about talking about that note, and and yes, there was some stuff before this, but I feel like it's been building. Um, it's been building oh, for a long time. It's snowballing. When I started to notice it myself was about 2012. There's a lot of storms that happened. There's a lot of fires that happened, and it just and just from there it's been building, and it's, and it seems like it gets worse every year. Just the political nature of things, yes. people's nature, and the stuff just happening on on the earth in yeah, general. Yeah, and so like so California, Washington, 
I think it's Oregon up there. I think so. I, I'm, also, I'm, I'm not geographically challenged. This is like apparently we are like 250 years overdue for a world class extinction. That that's that's a science thing, but so I'll kind of get I'll get, I'll get to Yellowstone. So into into Canada, there's mm. all these forest fires like uh, like uh, eastern Alaska, all just this raging like extreme of fires and what's going on so yellowstone right now is shaking i it's okay i do want to ask you because i i just very quick google search i didn't find anything but where like where are you hearing this so this is a source uh so this science this seismologist he's had all these people reach out to him say hey there's earthquakes right now in yellowstone and so you have like so yeah I'll, i'll explain so you got California at the like South California that's dealing with all these tremors and earthquakes, mm-hmm. and so then you got reports of people claiming they're sonic booms. But you have this seismologist, I think seismologist, seismologist that's saying these booms that you're hearing, like we don't understand, like they're not from the earthquakes that you're claiming to feel. So he tracked the I forget his name, but he he's he's tracked him to Yellowstone and somehow so you have the geysers at Yellowstone right now that are kind of like sizzling like. He goes like, oh, that's normal. They're geysers, mm-hmm. but somehow there's some kind of. It's it's this weird, constant, fracking, like not fracking because that's a little yeah, uh, like shaking, okay, like like shaking that you would find from fracking. Mm-hmm. So like we were in Kansas, um, like my my family was in Kansas, I think, last fall, and we got hit with a, a magnitude three, magnitude four, and it shook the house. And it was just this little boom, and I, like the chandelier was shaking. And I was like, "What was that?" And, you, and my grandpa goes, "Well, I guess that was an earthquake." That we, I was like, "Was that really?" Mm-hmm. So I guess this, you know, because he says it's from fracking in the Middle East. So I was like, "Okay, I don't, I don't anything, you know, that's it." So I guess all these herds of bison are somehow like fleeing from these areas and just going up north of Yellowstone from where I guess like where the supposed like not volcano but like where it's supposed to like because we're overdue for mm-hmm. Yellowstone yeah and so there's this supposed like shaking and it's not like a earthquake supposedly it's from this or the earliest surface level signs of an eruption hmm. that's that's crazy I'm so like I was looking on Google stuff about um, Yellowstone and it's it's weird because their numbers are all over the place because that because yeah. you have some people like again scientists saying because I want if I if, if this is not true I want this to be disproven mm-hmm. yeah um, but the, there were scientists saying that it, we that the the eruptions happened 2.08 million years ago 1.3 what which I mean for me I'm a young earth yeah mm-hmm. uh, believer you know mm-hmm. it's it, it was created in seven days we're about four thousand years in. Um, but six. All, yeah, six. Sorry, sorry. It's yeah, like six was, to ten. It's yeah. six now. Four when it was, someone did the math. Um, <laughs> anyway, but like, if you look at the, like, on on their page pages, yeah, different yeah. different years, they have so many different estimations. They're right. like, it was this, this, and this versus because uh, it could be a couple hundred thousand years versus. So that's what like 
So I don't know how accurate the due to erupt stuff is. Yeah. It, could, well, it could be like claims from people's theories, but not it's actually Well, because stuff is based off like geological evidence yeah. and, and stuff like that. So And frankly, like I, I hold to young earth creationism as well, mm. but I, so if you look at, you know, the creation account, Adam and Eve were created as adults. Yeah. You know, I don't know a specific age that theories they were created at, but like they were created as adults. How long they lived before they... Basically, happened. God made them with a history. God made them to be a, a mature age. Yeah. God made the trees to be a mature age. God, I believe, God made the planet to be a mature age. Yeah. Um, so I believe that with that, He created volcanoes to basically be on a timeline. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't have an issue with the numbers. I, I, I think that it is overdue for a, oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. eruption. I, I mean, I think that. Our seismologists and, and volcanologists so, know pretty so, well, but oh yeah, no, no, no. I, I, th- I, I'm, I'm just talking about the the geologist numbers. I just think it's so funny we have how confirmed they, fires. They're so different. So confirmed. So kind of iffy, not really disclosed. Well, honestly, it would make sense I, if there's stuff with going on with the tectonic plates because of the because oceans of all, burning mm-hmm. the fault line. So, so, well, that's that's Atlantic, like that's well, in the I know, but that, so that's that's based off the tectonic plates. Correct, like yes. lava coming up from the ocean. Yes. No, no, no. no. That was, that was an oil spill. Oh, an oil right. spill caused the one in the yeah, Gulf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was a really um, bad, like oil like explosion. No, that I, happened on the. I I just it looked like lava. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I know nothing about that. I just because um, I I know there is spots in the ocean that are basically boiling because of. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, those are those are stuff like super that. super deep. Usually, down. yes. Um. Yeah. No. The the. The Gulf being on fire—that was because of an oil spill. Okay, so um, then you still got, think it's, so. You yeah. got us right mm-hmm. now in Florida. You have the tropical storms going. Then you got Haiti that just get hit with a seven point magnitude seven point two, I think, earthquake. Thing. Which yeah, they're about which to they get, get hurt hit by earthquakes fairly often. They just mm-hmm. seem to be getting worse. It, that that's the right. Mm-hmm. And so then you got Puerto Rico that's being hit by the same hurricanes right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Grace is coming pretty quickly Great. for them. Yes. Yeah. Then you got the East Coast. For some reason, there are these birds. Like, I, I want to say canaries, but they're not. Okay. Have you, have you fact-checked that one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Oklahoma, Cal, uh, I think it's North Carolina. There's these birds that are randomly, like, these flocks that are just, just dropping dead. Like, these geese are just dropping dead. And they're noticing the signs of these diseases. It's because I want to say cataracts. It's not cataracts with like the disease with the eyes, but there's these, there's this black tar that's around the bird's eyes. Hmm. And so some kind of disease or some kind of thing that's happening to the birds that these scientists don't understand what it is. There's a lot of theories of what it could be, but right now, so to me, it's just kind of bizarre. Not not too bad. It's not like the, all these mass genocides of birds, but it's it's. The early signs of something that's going around. Mm-hmm. So that's just America and uh, I, I like the Caribbean right now. Going to the Middle East, we have fires in Greece, raging like hottest temperatures. Like, that's on that's like Turkey and Greece, right? Yes. Yeah, are so there other countries that are so suffering I, from that? I think it's some parts of Spain, some parts of like all pretty much all of Greece at this point. So northern, oh, you're right about the birds. Thing. Yeah, North, northern Turkey is getting hit with major. E- so it's very. It's so you have the north of the north, 
that is dealing with all these fires from Greece. Then you have, I say, lower north, which is dealing with all this major flooding and this mudding, huge mudslides. They're just taking cars, they're just taking buildings down. Mm -hmm. And so it's just like, it's the fact that they're still going on right now. Like, that's what gets me is like, okay, if it's a one-time thing, it's still going on as we speak. Like, as of this recording of this episode. Mm -hmm. So then you got, I think it's Slovakia. I guess I kept saying Ukraine earlier. I think it's Slovakia. They're dealing You're with saying Sen Siberia. Well, no, no, I'll get, yeah, I'll get to Siberia. Okay. Yeah. So we're not there yet. Slovakia. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're doing the whole world at this point. I, again, I don't Slovakia. know much about the conspiracy theories. So Slovakia is dealing with a whole bunch of these fires as well. Siberia. I'll get to Yeah, so Siberia. 10 million acres burning right now. So it, I think it was whatever millions of acres burned, and now it's burning currently. Yeah. And some of that has been like weeks charred that no one's talked about because it's just well, like wildlife. There's literally no one who's inhabited any of that area because it's all trees. Yeah. 10 million acres still raging, still rolling, that can't be stopped. Oh, yeah, no, and at that, at that <laughs> point it's... And so it's, it's kind of hitting that weird little, like, I say ice wall, but, like, the, the Arctic of Siberia. So it's it'll probably dissolve then, but it's just all going to be charred at that so point. So it can melt the ice caps. <laughs> I don't know. So then you got Japan mm -hmm. that is getting hit with the same floods and the mudding as... Well, no, no, it's, it's mudslides. It's just straight. So you had all this rain, all this flooding. Now it's caused all these mudslides, and it's taking out buildings, cars. There's people trapped in these subways like like waist like stomach like length like they're holding on to these bars and like the subway stations right now and so people are being recovered then but it's like so that's what i've done research on everything going on so far right now because i don't know anything about africa right now i think about australia right now but as of that that is a lot mm -hmm. that's a it's a lot coincidentally yeah. that was my thing. that's what like and like I said, like since like around like 2012 era, you just you 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 see a lot of those oh earthquakes here, signs here. Um, you know the Bible talks about looking at the stars and seeing the signs of the times. And I remember about that time people I think it was 2012. I might be wrong in the year, but people were talking about like blood moons, and there was like like a series of blood moons that ended on the Passover, mm -hmm. um, which is. <laughs> I'm just saying, kind of crazy. Um, and and there, there was a lot of, like, little things like that. And, you know, the Bible talks about, like, you know, being prepared, um, looking for signs. And, again, not saying, you know, because everyone thinks, you know, he's going to come in their time. Uh, or, I mean, a lot of people did. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you even go even back to, like, the days of the Vikings, people were like, oh, God, this is the end times. Mm -hmm. um, so, so it's still, you know. So back to Sam's question earlier. Why would God allow all this to happen? Why would he allow so much suffering right now? And my question... So, I've had people ask me, like Christians ask me, why are we blaming God for this? So I'm like, because a lot of people blame God. So why would we blame God for the chaos that people have caused? For rebellion and sin nature... Well, because when you, I can see their perspective looking at like, so the world is do, like the yeah. the the catastrophes in the world, and of course, you know, they think that because he's God, he would be in control, and and he is because he's God, 
but the ruler of the world is Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's theological, and so my, you know, my mess there. But God allows things to happen mm-hmm. to correct His people, to grow yes. us. Um, but also because there's a can big. You, can you pass me my Bible real quick? Sorry. Um, there's a big thing that's going to happen. <laughs> and so um, our pastor Sunday, he was, you know, he's taught, he said, why does God allow suffering? He goes, that's did I say the, something wrong or is it? No, just, no, no. Okay. <laughs> like, I was like, wait a minute. Goes, it's, it's the million dollar question. Sam over here is reaching for his Bible. So of like, why is there suffering in this world? You know, it's like, well, like, why is this even happening? And so he said, God is seen as more sovereign because like we, because right now we see people that are going through more evil and suffering than us. So he was like, isn't God more sovereign and in control than like holding back evil? So, and and I think it's important to know, which I think, I think he's about to mention is who are we to question God? That's actually not what I was going to mention, but that is true. Before you go there. Okay. Um, so in the book of Job, God eventually confronts Job because if you, if you don't know the story, Job is basically being tested and he gets almost everything taken away from him. And it gets to the end and, you know, he gets upset, uh, you know, understandably. And, and he doesn't curse at God, but he curses himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he says, I think he curses the day that he was born. Um, and that's where he messed up. And God, you know basically confronts him and says, who are you to question me? Right. And he says, look at everything that I control. Mm-hmm. How wise I am. Who are you to question me? And for a worldly mind, that's hard to understand. But if you start to focus on God and you start to understand that he is in control, he is greater than us, everything that he does has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we need to trust in that, even even if it's hard. Um, right. Which, is, you know, may sound like a cop-out, but that's, yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> um, so, uh, two things really. Um, first, I, I do just want to point out, and I know that like the three of us here all, you know, get this, but just for some of our listeners, like mm-hmm. it, it is very enticing to try and look at what's going on right now and immediately correlate everything to something in Revelation. It's exactly. really fun. Exactly. I mean, it's it's enjoyable really to look at. <laughs> Like to look at the current events and say, "Oh, well, this is you know this seal and that bowl and it's exciting that's not for... what that's not what we're supposed to do." And you know we're we're just mm-hmm. kind of having fun talking about this stuff, and exactly. you know the three of us all enjoy talking about this. But like as believers, we should want the end times to come together because that means mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. But we have to be careful that we're not saying this exactly. is this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and ultimately, like I so I, I did my devotionals through Revelation a few months ago. <laughs> And it was a, those are fun devotionals. So going into it, I thought it was going to be really weird. Mm -hmm. Um, but here's what I, what I realized as I was studying through it, the message of revelation is not, here's the date and time that Jesus is coming back. The message of revelation is that God wins yeah, and that he will be glorified. And that even in spite of all of our suffering, all the, the stuff that we're dealing with, God will redeem his people. He has his hand over his people. He will keep them safe and he will ultimately bring them to him. Um, And so, you know, I I don't have, you know, dealing with all these like hurricanes and stuff, 
it's hard to look somebody in the in the eyes who has just lost their house and say you know don't worry like i know exactly why god did this but what i can say is even though this is suffering even though this is painful even though this is hard don't lose hope because god will win yeah um so that's you know i think when we look at end time stuff i enjoy doing that i love it but ultimately we need to look at it through that lens which is just god will be glorified god will be glorified now to to something that you said seth yes you said that um you know, you talked about Satan being the prince of the power of the air and how he has control over, you know, certain certain things. To Not agree, like, yes. Like, the control that God gives him. Yes. Um, which kind of my immediate, like, knee-jerk reaction is, like, like no, God controls the weather. But um, what I turn to in Job mm-hmm. is, you know, the story when Job is actually, like, the things are being taken from him. Chapter 1, verse 16, it says, Well, he was yet speaking. So this is after the first person came and told him that his mm-hmm. livestock had been lost. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Um, that's, first of all, that's the, everything in chapter one where Satan, or mm-hmm. where Job's stuff is being taken, that is an act of Satan under the commission of God. God gave him permission, mm-hmm. but it is an act of Satan ultimately. Um, I don't know what act that would be, what, you know, what, like, natural disaster that would be, but basically it's the fire from heaven. It's, you know, it's something ultimately weather-related. You go through the the Gospels and you see um, when when they're out on these ships and uh, Jesus is asleep and there's the, the storm raging, it says that the weather was against them. It says that the storm was against them. The right. winds were against them. You know, I believe that is Satan, you know, by permission of God, using the weather to Just attack them. Yeah. Ultimately, Jesus exercises authority over that. But, I mean, we, we see in Mark chapter 1 that Satan does tempt Jesus. He is, um, you know, actively seeking Jesus out to try and, to try and... Hey. Steal, yeah. kill, and destroy. Um, and he tells him that he can give him all of it if he just bows down. The same yeah. words used to describe like the demoniac in I think it's Mark five, mm-hmm. like with the like legions of demons in that one man. The same terminology is used for that storm. Yeah. When Jesus is on the boat, and he's asleep, and the, he's like, "Why did you even wake me in the first yeah. place?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. die. We're, there's this storm coming. There's this hurricane. Fred, come, and we're gonna die." And it's like. Jesus is like, just relax. Mm-hmm. You have a little faith, right? Yeah. Which yeah. I would probably, again, be in the same boat as the the, the disciples there. Be like, oh gosh, I don't know how we're going to make out of it. Well, especially, and you have, to, you have to think, they didn't have, they had Jesus with them, but they didn't have the Holy Spirit abiding in them at that time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'll be honest, like, I, this is, I mentioned earlier, this is the first, like, serious storm that I'm in mm-hmm. where I'm the man of the house. Um, <laughs> yeah. And what I've been thinking about all day is like, I've got a tree on one side of the house that it's, it's a thick tree. Like it's not going anywhere, but like limbs could fall on the house. I've got a tree on the other side of the house that it's got limbs that are always scraping on the top of the house. Um, Don't sleep on this side of the house. Well, also because that's the living room. (laughs) The bedrooms are on the other side. 
Well, because so I was I thinking when you were talking that. about that tree, I was saying, like, don't sleep on that side, but you're talking about this tree's already got scraping limbs, so I'd probably mm-hmm. sleep on that side. Yeah. Or you could just come in and sleep. Or just uh, don't sleep. Storm, the storm trail will be with us. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, like, even, you know, like, my, my thoughts have been on, you know, like, how are we going to get through this? Um, and so, you know, that's a, that's a point where I need to repent and, sac- and surrender that to God. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think... How would the disciples today, like, say, like, in that moment, do you think they were dealing with a hurricane? Or do you think, like, how would they respond to, say, Hurricane Michael? So, I don't, part of the reason why I don't think that that was just, like, a natural weather phenomena, I think that was a direct attack. Yeah, like, a spiritual attack is because... They were fishermen. They yeah. lived on the coast. Like they knew. Windstorm. They've seen yeah, storms. Yeah, they've seen, you know, crazy storms. If you live near the coast, you've seen some crazy storms in your life. They were fearing for their lives. They yeah. were thinking like this is a like apocalypse level storm. Um, and then Jesus is just nodding off in the back. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and then you know Jesus just tells it to calm down, and it does. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I think that obviously a hurricane, that's pretty fearsome, like wherever you're at, but I don't think that it, I don't think that even a hurricane would compare to what that storm well, was preparing to be like. Well, especially like on the water like that, mm-hmm. even like it, it, the storm would be scarier on the water, yeah, I am sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, waves going sideways and stuff and you gotta think they're probably not on a huge boat um but yeah mm-hmm. i lost track of where we're going we were talking we were talking about the end times and related to that and not not jumping to conclusions with the revelations we can end it with spiritual storms that we're going on currently in our lives right now or we could end it with guessing or determining when like the date that Jesus will come back, or we could end it now before we get into heresy. Uh, <laughs> um, if we're if we're gonna talk about storms in our lives, um, just keep it brief. I have to say, oh, what what are we at? One seventeen fifty. Seventeen fifty. So we could we could stop here. Well, we we did want to talk about storms in our lives. Say. It's just a recap of the storms in your life and how we can pray for you. Okay. So, for me, because I figured I was already concerned, I don't know. Anyway, um, I am really excited for the semester, but there's a lot going on. Um, And I have to be prepared to preach sometimes. I have to do work Mm -hmm. and I have to do drill. And so it's just a lot to manage. Um, so pray that I am consistent in my practices of like, like reading the word and etc., so that I can grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Samuel. Okay. Um, hmm. Well, you know, I've got school going on on top of, uh, I, so I just started a series with my students, um, talking about apologetics, um, and kind of what I talked to them about last week, just introducing it to them was, um, you know, I was in, well, when I was in middle school, I wasn't actually saved 
I actually took it upon myself to try to disprove God. Um, that didn't work. That's always a fun but, plan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I got to high school, you know, I kind of had to teach myself a lot of the apologetics. I had to go out and find my own resources. I, you know, I, I was self-taught with that. Um, and so I wanted to give them kind of an overview of stuff. And so because of that, it's a lot more work on my part to really put together good information for them, um, truly answer their questions well. Um, so really just be praying for that. And then also just got married. So coming up on two months in three days. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. So be praying for me and Kelsey just because, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing. If the world ends, you know, you know, he's married. He gets the good life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mine's a hit or miss. You got this. I believe in you. <laughs> Long time coming. We'll see. I'm going to name it and claim it. January 2nd. Mm. That's when. So that's when he's gonna get married. January? No, no, no. That's when the world. That's when Jesus is coming back. Oh, okay. Let's let's um, not obsess it. Yeah, name it, claim it. Mm. Um, that's that's <laughs> not how it works. Uh, Catch it and snatch it. <laughs> Isaac, how can we pray for you? Um, I think a lot of storms right now. A lot of transition into marriage. So we, the, you know, not logistics like actual things, but just the idea of you know, Joy and I. Are just now just figuring this out because mm-hmm. our, our family moved to the Midwest, so now we're just kind of learning how to depend on ourselves, mm-hmm. well, depend it, on each other, not ourselves, our each other. Is it the idea of, or is it the process of? I know, <laughs> I know, it's the process. It's the best. I'm so excited for y'all to get married. I'm really You'll excited love it. for y'all. Well, I'm excited too. It's just, it's huge. Yeah. It, it's mm-hmm. just it's a it's a literal milestone. Yes, that's that. It's just like a big milestone. Like even even proposing was a milestone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, for now, sure. Now, yeah, the buying ring and to get down on one knee. Yeah. We don't talk about ring prices. That makes me mad. <laughs> but yeah, the, it was. Can it was I just a, say something okay. very quick? Yes. It's the okay. diamond market is falsely inflated. Okay. Amen. Yeah, uh, of course. Get an Ethiopian opal and tell me how it is. <laughs> It just the diamonds in South Africa. Uh, well, also like you don't want to get a fake diamond because then it's a fake diamond. Yeah. But it's cheaper. A lab-made diamond. It's still a fake diamond. No, it's not. It's still a fake diamond. Chemically, and also, they're chemically, so expensive. Right. They're they're like cheaper, yes. but they're expensive. Chemically, though, it is exactly the same, and in all ways of looking at it, it is exactly the same. Yeah. So Joy and I's transition into marriage, anxiety. Um, just a lot of stuff going on. That, you know, learning how to lead as well, because going into leadership roles is very interesting transition of learning. Because I've always been the follower for so long, and I've learned and observed behind the scenes, but now that I'm being put on platforms where I'm going to be leading, it's it's just very, very intense, but I feel like it's worth it. That is, I think that's, that's like a really hard thing for me too, is like leadership, but also follow. I don't. Because I like the leadership role and I enjoy the leadership mm-hmm. role, but trying to listen to other people and and make sure that I'm held accountable, um, I think will. I mean, I think that's going to be everyone's challenge in ministry or a lot of people's. Well, just, no, I'm just because like people mine like is, to mine is fo- because I'm so used to being a follower. Being a follower yeah. is the comfortable. But I'm well, saying I like, do that as too. Being, being as a leader, yeah, is like something I'm not used to. Because what if I lead someone astray? 
What if I say the wrong thing and I don't even know? Because I've given sermons before and the literal youth have gotten something completely different. Funny, something that I did I didn't even know. Or just a complete different message that impacts them. So just kind of that balance between Mm -hmm. do I want, am, am I willing to make that risk of they notice something that I said wrong or do they hear something that's going to impact their lives in a way that I didn't even intend that God worked through me? Yeah, and yeah. it's it's hard to find that balance. And yeah. just uh, that's where we just gotta trust God that'll bless our ministry because I'm yeah. gonna have to struggle with it. Because like, there's parts places where I like to be the follower, and there's places I like to be the leader, and both it's hard to step up or step mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, be praying for us as a collective because we got the storm coming. It's a it's a cute little cat one. Um, yeah. I so mean, we're we're far inland. You so also might be praying posthumously, but we appreciate it. Yeah. But yeah, we we love you guys. This is Integrity Ministries, and we're so thankful for y'all, and so thankful for God for this fellowship. Yeah. Love you, six listeners. Stay we sweet, y'all. <laughs> Stay sweet.